the end of the 2019-2020 school year, my principal had a staff meeting and we just read through the CDC guidelines and talked about what they meant for teachers going back to school in the fall. Now at the time we knew literally nothing about what was going on in the fall because it was like May or even maybe April and so we were just reading through these guidelines and thinking holy cow what are we going to do if we go back and we have to follow all these guidelines because they had caps on how many people could be in the hallway at one time and how many people could do this or do that and temperature checks and all these things and logistically when you have a school with like 700 students in it how are you gonna do that especially when they're you know like six years old it just was so crazy so while we were on that call, someone actually made a comment because they were talking about how if we went back like this following all these guidelines, we would not have recess, we would not be able to move classes, we wouldn't be able to have team teachers, we wouldn't have eating in the cafeteria and just all these things. And someone said, this sounds like prison, not school. And I agree. We ended up going back to school virtually, but Eventually, I know that we will go back to in-classroom, in-person instruction and both that way with all the accommodations and restrictions and online, I know that kids need to move. Kids already needed to move, but they're going to really, really, really need to move if they're not doing recess and not going to the cafeteria, not leaving the four walls of their classroom. They were to talk about no touch movement activities for going back to school whenever we get to go back to school. So all of these activities are things that can be done from six feet away with little to no um, supplies so that you don't have to worry about touching things and touching other kids, none of that. If you want more information, I actually have a free PDF guide to teaching music six feet away. It is nice and long. I think it has like 18 pages maybe. It has tons of lessons for movement, for singing, for reading and writing, for learning rhythm, for like all the different things that you can get in the link in my description. And it is completely free. I'm not gonna try to sell you anything, nothing, just free. You can just take it. Now I do wanna put a caveat in that these are pretty much all things that I already do in my classroom or variations of what I do in my classroom. So it's not like I went and tried to find all these super weird things that no one had ever heard of. It was like, this is something that's fun. Let's see if we can use it during distance learning or socially distance learning. So the first thing is stick figure movement activities. I have a blog post with like five or six different ways that you can use stick figure posters in your classroom. I will pop a picture up on the screen so that you know what I'm talking about. These are just some posters that I made that have stick figures in different actions. Easy, easy peasy. So what I do with these is I hold them up and the students match whatever the stick figure is doing and then I switch to a new one, they match the new one. We use these a couple different ways. Usually I will put on a piece of music that relates to whatever we're talking about that day and we will go to the beat of the music. I also like to change how quickly I change them. So sometimes I'll hold it for eight beats, sometimes I'll only hold it for four and that kind of keeps the kids on their toes and keeps them moving around and getting all of the wiggles out. I actually use this with literally everyone from first to fifth grade and I usually use it with my upper elementary kids just because they do like it and I don't want them to associate it with you know being in first grade so I usually use it with the older kids and they think it is so 
much fun. It's also a really easy way to get kids moving if they're maybe feeling a little self-conscious about it. It's very easy. It's low stakes. They don't have to be worried about people laughing at them or anything because they're all looking at me holding the poster and they don't have to come up with their own activity. Another thing you can do with this is actually insert a blank piece of paper. And when you get to the blank piece of paper, the kids get to make their own pose. So that's kind of like the next step of what we do to make it just a little bit more fun. The next thing is working on your form. So I do this activity with many different things, but this song I like to do it with is called Breezes Are Blowing. Breezes Are Blowing is a, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, Luiseno Indian rain song. So I'm not sure if that's correct, but it is a Native American song and it is really super fun. I like to use this with like second and third grade. So the song goes like this. Breezes are blowing, blowing clouds of water on my face, raining, raining from the ocean. Breezes are blowing, blowing clouds of water. I like this song because it has a very obvious A section and a very obvious B section. So when I teach this, I first introduce the song, of course, and we use our hand signs, A, B, C, D, and I think those are the only ones that I know in sign language. Oh, and I know R, but that's not related to this. The hand signs for from sign language to show what the sections are. So as a class, we will come up with an action for the A section and an action for the B section, and we'll sing the song and we'll do those actions. Then I usually have them get into groups. Obviously, you need to be six feet away, probably have them do it individually and then we all sing and everybody does their own actions. If you wanted to, you could also have each student or group perform for the other kids and that's really fun too. You can use this with literally any song that has any sort of form. So like Rondo a la Turca is really fun. March from the Nutcracker is really good. Ballet of the Unhatched Chicks from Mussorgsky is A-A-B-A. -A -A, so that one could work too. Like literally anything, if it has a defined form, you can do this activity with and it is super fun and super easy and then you can use it with any grade because you can change how difficult it is you know the older kids would do more difficult things than the first graders who might just be like The next activity can also be done with any grade and that is called mirror. So all you gotta do is one person stands at the front, usually I start and they follow, and all of the students are the mirror of the person in the front. So whatever I do, they do too, just like looking in a mirror. I usually start with me up front and the rest of the kids at their seats, and then I will let someone come up and lead the class. And I like to do it with kids getting into pairs to do it too, because it's just really, really fun. But if that's gonna be a problem with the social distancing, don't do that. You can't have them in pairs, you know, far away because they don't have to touch for any of this, but it is really, really fun. You can also add on a song so that the kids can move to the song and kind of express the movement. And that makes it a little more musical and a little bit more fun. The next one is contour painting. So typically I like to use scarves in my classroom. If you've been around for any amount of time, you know I love to use scarves in my classroom because I've been talking about scarves in my classroom for like years and years and years. I have many, many blog posts about scarves in my classroom. I'll link some down below. I love them. They're so much fun. But if we're social distancing, you probably don't want to be have everybody touching the scarves. So you could use tissue paper to get kind of the same effect or you could just have kids pretend like they are painting. So just say, grab your paintbrush and we're gonna paint. A really easy way to do this is to have kids 
paint the contour of the song. So I like to use this with little kids learning high and low and we paint the highs and we paint the lows and we show all the ups and downs in between. Super fun and super simple and works with any song that you could do. So it could work with a folk song you're working on or some of my favorites to show high and low are O Mio Babino Caro by Puccini. Bidlow by Mussorgsky and Im Herbst by Robert Franz and I will link those down below so that you can check them out. The next activity is also a listening activity. A lot of these were listening activities. I like listening activities. <laughs> They're a lot of fun and it is Fairies and Giants by Elgar. Yes, the pomp and circumstance guy. He did write other things. So <laughs> Fairies and Giants is a really really fun song because you can hear the fairies and the giants. I like to use this for high and low as well, although I modify it a little bit. So instead of fairies and giants, we call it fairies and monsters. And we listen to this song, I do this K and one, I've even done it with second grade and they love it. And when we have the fairies, we pretend to be fairies, or I tell them if they are being weird about that, we're pretending to fly like a fairy. And we get up on our tiptoes and flap around. And when it is really the giants but the monsters we crouch down to the ground and make a really mean monster face and it usually will step in time with the music to the beat as well to get that extra beat to practice in there it is super simple and super fun and especially when you get to the monsters if you are not wearing face masks and you can see the the faces it is hilarious they think it's really great i like to do this in their seats and then usually we'll do it moving around the classroom as well but if that is a problem then don't do it you know you do you so those are a couple of really easy and fun movement activities that you can do while your kids are six feet away so socially distance movement activities because that's where we are in life <laughs> There are so many things right now that I'm like, how, how is this a thing? I don't know. Anyway, if you find this very helpful, I do have that free PDF guide you can grab in the description. Make sure to subscribe because I have more content coming out about socially distanced music teaching and also virtually music teaching. So either one of those that you are... I guess everyone's pretty much doing one of those two things. So if that is you, then make sure you hit that subscribe button and I will see you next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.